Welcome to another edition of Daf Shui, Weekly Daf. Give me 45 minutes or so and I'll give you a Daf or so. Just passing through Tishabov this week. We just passed Tishabov. Hope it was a meaningful fast for you. Once again, spending a day contemplating the fact that the world is on fire. Lots of stuff to do. Now we're on our way to the 40 days from the breaking of the first tablets to the receiving the second tablets. Four days to figure out uh, how to do things better. So get to it. Let's try to figure out how to do things better. Eight. Right. A little housekeeping note. I'm going on vacation for next couple weeks, so probably will not be a podcast for the next two weeks. I know that this podcast is a little late in coming. That wasn't because of vacation. That was just a little demonstration last week, a little Tishabob action. You know, there you go. And regular deadlines, which I'm not keeping up to because it's summer. So here we go. This week we are in Baba Bacha 71A, top line in the page layout that was popularized by the widow and brothers Rome in Vilna Lothis 150 years ago. Mishnah starts on 71A. Lo atabor v'lo atagat v'lo atashovach ben charevin ben yishuvin b'tzirech l'kach l'derech d'verebekiva. So we're still talking about what does it mean, what are you selling when you say, I'm selling you something, right? When I say I'm selling you a field, what does that mean? You look at the field, does that include everything you see in the field, aside from the land, in addition to the land, the grain? What about if there are houses in the field? What about if there are wells in the field? What if there are cisterns? So this Mishnah tells us when you sell a field, you don't sell the cistern, you don't sell the press, you don't sell the dovecoat, whether or not they're in use, whether they're dry or in use, meaning the dovecoat especially, even if it's an old one, you don't sell it. And the owner, uh, original owner who sells it, has to buy back land to the path to those things that he doesn't sell. So if I sell you my land, I don't sell you the cistern, but I do have to buy back land from you in order for me to get to the cistern. It's your land around the cistern. That's according to Rabbi Akiva, and that's part of the debate around Ba'ayin Yafa, um, Ba'ayin Ra'a, whether the person sells generously as it were or sells not so generously. Rabbi Akiva says generously, meaning he sells. When a person sells, he sells everything. And say to say, you don't have to buy the path back because uh, when a person sells, he sells by ayin ra, he sells narrowly. But Rabbi Akiva admits that at a time when a person sells it and he says, except for these things, then he doesn't have to buy the land to those things because even though they're not included, when you say them, it means that you are pointing out that you're going to have them and access to them. Machran la'cher, if you sell those things to somebody else, so when you sell the cistern or the, the press to somebody to a third party, not the person you're selling the land to, that person does not have to buy the land to their cistern. It's assumed that when you sell the cistern, it's going to include the land. Um, that's what Rabbi Akiva understands by selling generously, probably, assumedly. But the rabbis say that you have to buy the path because they're selling by Ra'a. 
right? They're selling, you sell them narrowly. So what's as the mission says, what in what case are we talking about? When you sell. But when you give a gift, you give everything, including everything that we just excluded in the sale, the cistern and the press and the dovecote, etc. Now the Mishnah goes on and attacks us from a different point of view. The brothers who divided an estate, the one who won or ones who, who got the field, got everything in the field. So there we don't exclude the things that are excluded in a sale. Rather, we assume that in inheritance you inherit everything. The same thing if somebody acquires... Um, makes an acquisition of property that belonged to a convert. And we've spoken about the convert earlier because the convert has no family. So he ha- so the convert has no heirs by law, assuming that a convert the convert didn't have any children after the, after the conversion, because those are heirs. So if somebody makes an acquisition in the property in the estate of a convert, if he uh, acquires, makes an acquisition or acquires the field, then he acquires everything in the field. Right? If he acquires the field, acquires everything in the field, the same thing as with a matana or with inheritance. Also, one who dedicates a field to the temple um, dedicates everything in it because it's that is like a matana and not like that is like a gifting and not like a sale. Shimon disagrees with the last statement, saying that one who dedicates a field only de- only dedicates the ca- the grafted carob and the uh, sycamore trunk that has been whose branch has been taken away. It's, it's being grown for timber because those are the thing. Those those things are are things that that are are separate from the field and those things are but other things like the boar like the cistern and the the press etc are not sold it's only these things that are sold that are not dedicated it's only these things that are dedicated and the gemara will explain this it's what rashi always likes to say we'll wait you have to wait for the gemara okay so the gemara the gemara asks the question what's the difference between a sale and a gift Piresh Yehuda ben Nakosa lefnei Rabbi ze Piresh ze lo Piresh Yehuda ben Nakosa etana explains right Piresh is an interesting term here it's not Amar it's not he said he didn't ask he he explained so apparently this obviously ex- existed before the question of the Stam. What's the difference between the two? Uh, and it's probably a comment on the Mishnah. And the, it's related that Yehuda ben Akosa, who is known as a very pious man in other places, um, very pious Tana, uh, said the following before Rabbi Yehuda Nasi. The difference is that in a Mecher, he pointed out, he, he, he explained exactly what he wanted to sell. And in a gift, he didn't. Is that true that this one explained, this one didn't explain, uh, or made explicit? They're both cases of, of not making explicit what exactly is being given. Rather, in this case, he had to explain what he's giving. In this case, he didn't have to explain. So, in, in other words, 
in the case of a sale, he didn't explain what he was giving, and therefore he this is what this is what happens. He sells it in because it's understood that he's not selling the 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 cistern or the the press or the dovecote, etc. and so forth. But in the case of a gift, he had to explain. If he doesn't explain, then he's giving everything. Right. How Damarle Havule Leplanya Beta Demoxic Mea Gulfe. So one guy says to somebody, uh, said to a bunch of people, give Plony, you know, Joe, a house that holds a hundred casks. And they say that, it, you know, this is like a deathbed wish, so they can go back and figure it out again. It's like, did you mean this house? Did you mean the yellow house? So So they found out that the house held... 120 casks, so it's much larger than the house that is much larger than he thought. Amar Marzutra, Marzutra says, Mea Amarle, Mea Sinla Amarle. Marzutra says, No, he's a literalist. He said 100, he didn't say 120. So therefore, either he doesn't own the whole house or he doesn't get that house at all. Rav Ashi Amar, Milo Tnan, Bamedvar Mamurim, Bamocher, Montain Matanan, Tenet Kulan. Rashi says, does it not say in our Mishnah, what are we talking about? We're talking about a sale. But when you give a gift, do you not give the whole thing? Or he gives the whole thing, so therefore there should be the whole thing. Whether and no matter what happens there. Alma Mandiyav Matana Yav. So therefore we learn from this, Ravashi says, that one who gives a gift gives it with a generous a generous eye, right? Gives the whole thing. Hachinami Mandiyav Matana Yav. Therefore, too, here we say the one who gives a gift gives it generously, and therefore the whole thing is given. Hamakdish et hikdish et kula. Right now, going back to the last part of the Mishnah, one who sell, one who dedicates the field, dedicates the whole thing. Amar of Huna, af al gaf, de amura banan hakoneshne ilanot betoch shel chaviro harezelo kana karka machar karka v'sheshne ilanot lefanav yeshlo karka. So Rav Huna, who was of the second generation of Babylonian Amoraim, a student of Rav and Shmuel, says, even though the sages say one who buys two trees in his friend's field has not bought the land. However, if he sold the land and he kept two trees for himself, so then he also keeps with that the land. All right, so we have to take a detour, two detours. First of all, on Rabbi Shimon's statement, the Tosefta has an addition to that to that statement. The Tosefta records the statement as Rabbi Shimon Omer, Afamakdish et even somebody who dedicates the field, Loikdish ela charuv murkav sadan shikma, only dedicates the grafted carob and the sycamore trunk, right? That's just like our Mishnah says, even a little bit different language. Because they draw water from the field which is dedicated. Right? So that's why the, the, the carob and the sycamore in this case are also dedicated because they actually, even though they seem to be separate, but they're essentially part of the field because they live off of the water of the field. Right? They nurse from the field, literally. Yonkin. They nurse from the field. Okay. So that's one thing. And we'll come back to that, actually. We'll see in a minute that that's actually the reason that the Gemara gives. But 
first in this whole two thing two two trees three trees thing is based on the Mishnah in the next chapter uh, chapter five Mishnah four on eighty a. If somebody buys two trees in his friend's field, he has not bought the land in between the trees. Rimeir says he did buy the land. Now, that, now, what that means is unclear because the question is, can he just say, well, take your trees and leave? And we'll see here he could say that. Uh, so that's a claim that's brought up here further on in Asugia because what does it mean? He didn't buy the trees that the... Or does it mean that he has to rent the the land? Or does it mean that he doesn't have any rights of replanting, right, if his trees died? Okay, so, Kanakake, Higdilo, Lo Yishapet. So if Higdilu, if they grew up, he shouldn't, he's not allowed to cut them. V'ha'olem in geza shalo. And whatever comes out of the trunk is his, if he wants to cut it off for wood or, or the fruit that grows off of it. But what comes out of the roots of the tree is belongs to the person who owns the land. So there's, they're making a distinction between above ground and below ground. And if the trees died, he no longer has the land that the trees lived on. That's it, gone. But if he bought three trees, then he bought the land. If they grow, he's allowed to cut them. And anything that comes up from either the trunk or the roots is his. And if they died, then that land is still his. So that's the distinction between two and three. Three apparently creates an area in which it is assumed that the land uh, belongs to the guy who bought the trees. So back to our Gemara. Right, Rav Huna, quoting that Mishnah, says that even though sages say there that if somebody buys two trees in his friend's field, he hasn't bought the land. However, But if he bought land, and the other way around, right? if he sold land, but he kept two trees for himself, then he kept the land between the trees. Right? Okay, even though he wouldn't have acquired that land between the trees or around the trees, if he had bought only two trees, if he sells land but he kept the trees back, he gets the land that's around the trees because he's, it's assumed that he's also keeping that for himself. But Filu the Rabbi Akiva, and even according to Rabbi Akiva, Damar, Mocher Bayan Yafem Mocher, that Rabbi Akiva says that you sell generously. Hani Mili Gabi Bor Vidot Delo Komakhashi Ba'ara. That's only talking about a cistern or a ditch which doesn't make the land infertile, right? Because you're just putting it into the land, it's not drawing from the land. About Ilanot Komakhashi Ba'ara, but trees which makes the land less fertile for other grains because it draws. Imita Dela Shire, if you're going to say that. The, the, that he doesn't hold back the land for himself. So the other I could say to him, take your trees and get out of here, right? Just like we said, because if he doesn't own the land, so what, do you, what is your trees doing in my land? So therefore, even according to Rabbi Kiva, who says that you sell generously, still, if he didn't retain that land for himself in this case, in other words, if we wouldn't assume that he retained the land around the trees, then the guy he sold the rest of the field to could just say, pick up your trees and go. Right, so in a minute we're going to get back to this, whether this statement of Fila Rebbe Kiva, that even according to Rebbe Kiva, is 
Rav Huna's statement, or that's the statement of the Stam. This week's podcast is brought to you by our friends at Plugta, the original social conflict consultancy. Ever wonder how to resolve those awkward social situations where you were throwing a party and you invite one person, but you meant to invite another person? And you really liked the one person, but you ended up inviting the person you really hated? Because their names were really close, and your fingers were really fat, and they hit the wrong name, and then you left a message, and the wrong guy came to the party, and now what do you do? Well, let me tell you. Plugta was created for just those situations. With their patent-pending Compton by Compton method and their JBID solutions, that is, just burn it down, you won't have to worry about these situations anymore. You will be able to enjoy your parties without the pesky people who just want to poop on your party. And the best thing is, the JBID solutions give you maximal deniability, so when things go south, you aren't even there. And now, for listeners of this podcast, a special offer. If you contact us through our website, www.plukta.com slash you get half off on your first social disaster. That's www.plukta.com It's not. So back to the Mishnah. One who dedicates their field only dedicates the carob, the grafted carob, and the sycamore trunk. Utsni Allah, and we have another Brita which says about this Mishnah, the one we just read from the Tosefta. Amar Shimon Matam Ho'il Vionkin Mistei Hekdesh. What's the reason that that is true? That you get the uh, grafted carob and the sycamore trunk? It's because they nurse, they draw their water from the dedicated field. And so you draw the water from the dedicated field, you become dedicated. And meaning you, meaning the trees. If you're going to say that he's allowed to hold back, so then when he, when he draws, when they, when the, when the trees draw water, they're drawing from his own land because he's allowed to hold back. So therefore, why would Rib Shimon say that you're not dedicating it because they, they're drawing their water from the dedicated field? They're not. They're drawing from his own field. Rabbi Shimon, Dama Rabbi Akiva. So Rabbi Shimon is because Rabbi Shimon says like Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Huna, Dama Karabanan. And Rabbi Huna above says like sages, meaning Rabbi Shimon says like Rabbi Akiva holds that Ba'ayin Yafa you sell generously. So therefore, you don't get the, you, you don't get the land. And Rabbi Huna says the opposite. Karabanan, Pshita. So Rabbi Huna is saying like sages, that's obvious because Rav Huna says that if you sell the land and you kept back two trees, you get the land between them because you're selling not generously. So that's obvious. So the difference is, why do you have to say that? Because the question is whether if the tree falls down, can you replant the tree there? Right? And Rav Huna says that according to the rabbi, according to the sages, you can replant the trees because you've retained the rights to the land. Okay, so now there's an interesting question here. This this line, Afila Rabbi Kiva de Amar, David Alivni Weiss raises the problem that it says Vafila Rabbi Akiva, that even according to Rabbi Akiva says they sell generously. Right now, if this is Rav Huna saying that, that would mean Rav Huna says, even though sages say the one who buys two in, the, in, in that Mishnah further on, one who buys two trees in his friend's field, has not bought the land, even though sages say that, still, if one sells the land and keeps the two trees, so then he keeps the land also. So, And if then, after that, Rav Huna says, even according to Rabbi Akiva, who says you sell 
generously. That's only talking about the, the cistern and the, the ditch, etc., because they don't bother the land, but trees that, that bother the land, that make land infertile. And if you're going to say that they don't, uh, that you don't uh, keep them back, so then uh, the other day you could say, pick up your tree and, and leave. So if that is Rav Huna's statement, then we have a problem, because later on, we just read that the Gemara says, Rav Shimon Damar, Krabi Akiva, Rav Huna Damar, Kramanan, that there's a machloket between Rav Shimon and Rav Huna. It's not really a machloket, because there, one is a Tana, Rav Shimon is a Tana, and Rav Huna is an Amor, an early Amor. But rather, their thinking, in their thinking, Rav Shimon holds like Rabbi Akiva that you sell by in your face. So generously, and Rav Huna says that you'd sell miserly-like, or ungenerously. You don't sell everything. If that's true, then this statement before, if it's Rav Huna saying that, he's saying, Afila Rabbi Akiva, that that goes even according to Rabbi Akiva. Right? So therefore, that statement is not only according to Rabbanan, as the Gemara says in a few lines. So that seems to be a contradiction in, in Rav Huna, if it's Rav Huna making that statement. So... Therefore, Halibni Wai says it's not Rabbi Kiva making this statement. It's a Stamaitic statement, but not only is it a Stamaitic statement, it's kind of out of place. It, it migrated here from the Sugya on 37a, because the Sugya on 37a says the following. It's in the third parak. Pshita, it's obvious. Machar If he sold land and he kept trees before him, then he gets also the land around the trees, right? land around the trees. Uh, I'm sure everybody remembers this by heart because we learned it only like, you know, four months ago. But this sounds familiar from here, right? Land and trees and who gets what. And even according to Rabbi Akiva says that one who sells, sells generously. That's only talking about cistern and a, and a, a ditch which don't make the land infertile. But trees that actually make the land infertile, then those are kept back. So then you can keep them to yourselves. The Ela Shire, because if you cannot keep them back, the other guy would say to him, take your trees and get out of here. Right? In other words, if you have, if you can't, if, if you're saying that the that the land doesn't go with the trees, a little bit of the land doesn't go with the trees, then the other guy could just say, take your trees and get out of here. If he sold the trees and he kept the land for himself, that's a machloket between Rabbi Kiva and the sages. According to Rabbi Akiva, who says that when you sell, you sell generously. So then he has uh, the land, he keeps the land, right? if he sells the trees and he kept the land, so then he is allowed to keep the land back. Who hold that you sell with a narrow eye or with a miserly eye, um, say that you don't keep, that you don't get to keep, if you sell the trees, you don't get to keep the land. Okay, so there in, in 37a, in the study we just read, the phrase Afila Rabbi Akiva is obviously Stamaitic and not Rav Huna, since, according to Rav Halibni, and by obviously I mean Halibni argues for it, we almost, since we almost never find an Amoraic statement without a Stamaitic statement explaining why it was brought. So there the statement was brought, the statement Afila Rabbi Akiva was brought by the Stam to show that Machar Karkov Shiri Lanot if you sell the land and kept back the trees, 
is according to everybody. Everybody holds that, both Rabbi Kiva and sages. While Machari Lanot Vishir Karkalafana, while if you the statement if you sell the trees but you held back land, that is a dispute between Rabbi Akiva and Chachamim, and that why that's why the statement is brought there. So that's why it's obvious that that's a stamaitic statement over there, and then that migrated here, who avarlakan, right? There's a wonderful passive form in Halivni. It was it 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 was transferred over to here by whoever does the transferring, stam, later, post-stamitic, post because of the fact that it seems like it's attached to the uh, previous line of Rav Huna, whereas Rav Huna here is actually a setup for the continuing comment of the uh, statement of Rav Shimon and how that uh, feeds back into Rav Huna's statement here um, and how that is uh, underneath the, the, the umbrella of, of the ayin yafeh, ayin ra'ah, the generous selling, miserly selling argument. Okay, uh, short daf, but that's the end of the daf. It's been wonderful spending this time with you, kind of milking the end of the parak. We're getting to the end. Our, we have one more daf to go before we finish the fourth parak. Yay! Yay! And then we'll have a big celebration, or a little celebration, or no celebration at all. So, no, we'll, we'll celebrate. So it's been a pleasure being with you. I want to, as always, thank my wonderful producer, Ellie Unger Sargon. Check out Four Cubits. They just finished off their series on Ellie and Jeff Helmreich, their series on uh, racism, anti-racism. And I want to thank, of course, my wonderful Haruta Charlotte Van Robert, and the amazing communication, the chief of the communications department, Shachar Cohen Hodos, who came up with the beautiful logo for Daf Shui. My name is Aryeh Cohen. You can follow me on Twitter at Irmiklat, I-R-M-I-K-L-A-T. You can drop me a line, say hello, at thewidowandthebrothers at gmail.com. It's been a pleasure. Stay safe. Enjoy your summer. Shabbat Shalom. See you next time.